Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 344 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us learn more about you and your ways today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 9. We have read that Jesus is the light of the world. Today in verse 5, Jesus said, As long as I am in the world, I am the world's light. His light shines in us. May we shine his light wherever we go today. Jesus healed a blind man. He made mud with his saliva and dirt, spread it over the man's eyes, and told him to wash it off in the pool of Siloam. This is the same pool we read about in chapter 7, where the pitcher of water from Siloam was poured over the altar for seven days during the Feast of Tabernacles. The man obeyed Jesus and went to the pool, even though he couldn't see. He must have needed help to navigate to the pool. It probably would have not been easy for him to go, but he obeyed anyway, and through his obedience he found his miracle. May we be obedient to the Lord today. The man was ecstatic to be healed that day. Of course, Jesus healed him on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees were outraged. They questioned the man repeatedly and even asked his parents because of their disbelief. Their son was kicked out of the synagogue because he believed in Jesus. This may have seemed devastating to him at the time. However, he met with Jesus later that day. We read about their beautiful interchange in verses 35 through 38. He was supremely blessed because Jesus told him that he was the Messiah and the man received eternal life that day. We must remember that even when bad things happen, we have the great blessing of being saved by our Lord. He sees us, sees our pain, and comes to our aid just as he did with the man he healed and then told he was the Messiah. We are saved, we have eternal life, and we are blessed by God to be chosen to know and worship him. We start the book of Joel today, and we will read all three chapters. Joel's name means the Lord is God. Joel was an early prophet. There is some difference in opinion about when he lived, but most scholars believe he lived around 830 B.C. This puts him in a time when the evil Athaliah ruled over Judah. Her son Ahaziah was killed in battle, so she took the throne and killed all the heirs, all but one that she didn't know about. A nurse snatched up little Joash in her hands and he was hidden for six years. The priest Jehoiada plotted against the wicked queen, had her killed, and crowned Joash as king at the young age of seven years old. He was a good king and he reigned for 40 years. You can read this story in 2 Kings chapter 11. Since there had been all the wickedness from King Ahab and Queen Athaliah, Joel prophesied about a time that was near or currently happening. A swarm of locusts ate the land, leading to the famine they experienced. Joel called the people to awaken themselves to what was happening, lament over their land, and say that they could no longer sacrifice to the Lord because there was nothing to sacrifice. He called for the priests to mourn this great loss and fast and pray. Even the animals groan because of their suffering. In chapter 2, Joel writes about the day of the judgment of the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 7 verses 2 through 4 is referenced, where Ezekiel also writes about the judgment to come. Some scholars think the judgment Joel wrote about was imminent, but in many ways, it could have been seen as the Babylonian exile or even the judgment at the end times. The book of Revelation is referenced no less than four times in this chapter. Joel starts with a trumpet being blown in Zion, signifying God's judgment had come. There is fire and earthquakes, and the sun and moon darken. 
Again, it sounds very familiar to what John saw in Revelation. Then in verse 12, the Lord tells the people to go to him. He said, turn and keep on coming to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning until every hindrance is removed and the broken fellowship is restored. God told them to seek him, repent and change their ways, fast and mourn for him. Someone would do this if they were heartbroken for their sins and pined after God. We are the someone. God is asking us to seek him with all our hearts. He will until the end of time. In verse 17, God tells the priests to weep between the court and the altar and pray for God's pity to spare his people. God said, why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? The people were lost if they couldn't find the Lord. We are lost if we cannot find him. The Lord has pity. And from verses 18 to 32, we read God's promises. Write down his promises and speak them over your life. Chapter 3 promises that God will have vengeance on all the nations who have mistreated his people. Again, we read about the sun and moon that are darkened. Verse 17 says, So shall you know, understand and realize that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and strangers and foreigners shall no more pass through it. God has great plans for us believers. May we continue to believe in him and his son. Well, let's see what words of wisdom King Solomon has for us today in Proverbs chapter 13. Verse 3 always speaks to me and says, He who guards his mouth keeps his life, but he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Let our words be words that God chooses for us to use. Let's check in with him before we speak, complain, or tell stories. May God guard our tongues. Verse 12 is underlined in my Bible and says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. May our hope be in God, and may he fill us with all patience as we wait on him for his word, for our lives to become a reality. And when we can, may we deliver God's hope to someone else, whether for our child, a friend, or someone with a need. We are blessed when we are a blessing to others. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for your word. Father, fill us with hope and belief in you and your son. Help us draw closer to you each day and be filled with your Holy Spirit that leads and guides us. May we receive the love you have for us and be made whole in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.